Hi, everybody. This is Love Him, Love Them with Linda Gunner, where we give hope, touch lives, and change hearts. Hi, everybody. It's Linda Gunner with Love Him, Love Them, which is the Bible in one sentence. So if you don't remember anything that we talk about today, just remember that. You know, there was an attorney in the Bible that went to Jesus and said, hey, what do I got to do to get to heaven? What is the trick here? What's the deal? And Jesus answered back and said, look, all you got to do is love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, which sounds like, oh, I can probably do that. Then he threw in and love your neighbor as yourself. Woo, that's the tough part. But today I'm going to talk with some neighbors who have figured out how to love him and love them. I can't wait to introduce you to them. But first, I want to remind you, we have a brand new book out called Miracles with Mommy Linda. If you are here today and you need a miracle, I want you to make sure you go to our website, lovehimlovethem.org, get that book and figure out some ways that you can join us to love him and love them without any, I don't want to waste any more time because they're two of my most favorite people in the world are in the studio today. And this is our very first time that we've had two guests at the same time. So they are making history. I want you to stand to your feet, give a huge round of applause for... Ashley and Allie Kay. No tea at the end. So go ahead and welcome them into the studio. Thank you so much. So Ashley, I'm hey. so excited you're here. Me too. Girl, we got the big hair, I don't know. we? We are I back know. in the 80s. If y'all did, if y'all don't remember how it used to look, we, we wore our painter's pants. We went roller skating yes. on Friday nights. And giant hot rolled hair. <laughs> I still have. You know what? You and I are probably the only two people in the world that stu- still use hot yeah. rollers. People may need to adjust their screens to fit it all in. <laughs> So true. Go ahead and zoom out, people, because we got the big hair today. And look at Allie Kate's just uh, right there with the straight hair, right? She's, yes, she's, she's she's modern. She is modern. Modern elegance. Yeah, but she's she thinks she's modern because she's got on that pink jacket. But my pink shoes match her pink jacket. And for all of you who are wondering, I've stolen these shoes. If you want to know the rest of that story, you'll have to find out about our shoe ministry. So Ashley, so you do so many things. You are, and and most of the things you do, you say you're not supposed to be doing and you don't really do, but you are doing, i.e. youth pastor, which just cracks me up that she's, uh, she's a, the youth. No, no, you're not supposed to be that. Okay. What are you, what do you do? I'm just a volunteer youth leader at the church because we currently do not have a youth pastor and haven't for about three and a half years now. And so myself and Allie Kay's parents are the fill-in youth leaders. Interim. Yes. Right. For three and a half years. For three and a half years. Yes. So most of them youth, they're going to be in and out before y'all ever get a youth pastor. Um, Oh, so if you're a youth pastor listening, good luck trying to get the job at Tate's Creek because nobody's (laughs) going to let Ashley go. I'm just saying, again, she's just a, yeah, whatever. So I kind of sort of a little bit maybe think that because of your relationship with the um, youth is sort of kind of how we met. Is that true? Let everybody know how you found out about Love Him, Love Them. The first time I ever found out about Love Him, Love Them was when the children's choir came to Tate's Creek oh, yeah. back in 2019. Yep. And but um, we, we, didn't, we came to Tate's Creek, but we didn't really come to Tate's Creek because it was a It pastors. was an associational pastor's yeah. meeting. But we were there, even though right. neither one of us were pastors. We just wanted to come hear the choir. Uh-huh. And so we were in attendance and found out about it then. And So do then, you realize that who you just saw in the green room, Rolanda? Oh, Yes. Was standing the on the little front. bitty. Yes. Yes. Okay. And I honestly think Rodofka was the one who came and prayed with me. Oh, Rodofka's who's in charge of our shoe ministry now. She's at Emmanuel College. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All the all those babies are much. grown now. Yeah. Coming from an orphanage in Haiti to here in America 
And oh, uh, yeah. Anyways, okay. So you met the choir then. Yes, I remember we had spaghetti. Fell, that in, night, fell in love with them. Thought they were the most precious children I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah. And um, then some time went by, and and there was kind of a lull that I didn't know much about what was going on. And I want to say last year, or the year before, I saw like a Facebook post just randomly come up in my feed about Feed the Hunger yeah, and the shoe ministry. Okay. And we had, I was working with the youth and trying to find mission projects for them to do do and things that were meaningful and close to home. Um, Because you don't want to go to Atlanta and pack Salvation Army, not Salvation Army, (laughs) Operation Samaritan's Purse, yeah. Because when you deal with butter beans, that's too far to drive. Oh, stop it. So you're looking for fun, so amazing fun, stuff. Kind of close to home that we don't have to travel so much. And yeah. so um, when I came across that, I thought it would be a good fit for our group. And I like serving locally. Yeah. I like serving, but I really like serving locally. Sure. Um, you don't always have to go overseas. Or, right. I mean, there's plenty Reach of it. there's plenty of missions right in your backyard. At Walmart. And so <laughs> I try to encourage the kids, you know, everywhere we go, we really need to be on mission of some kind of way. Thank you. You know, whether it's packing bags or, you know, just loving on somebody. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought it was a really good opportunity to bring the youth group and get them involved. And um, so what and was the first thing they 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 packed the rice and beans? Yes. Mm-hmm. That was yes. the first thing. Were you and on we, that? And yes. we brought shoes. Oh, yeah. Because we had had a donation at church for the Appalachian Backpack Ministry. We had this huge donation of flip-flops. Did you steal the flip-flops no. that were supposed to go there to ride them to us? No, they were the leftovers that we didn't have okay. backpacks to put them okay, in. Okay, 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 okay. And so I we, don't care had, if you stole them. I'm just we had like 160 <laughs> pairs of flip-flops left. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, well, they send shoes to Haiti. So when we go, we will take a pile of flip-flops. Did, so. you, did you do that? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so how long have you been in her youth group that she's not in charge of? Well, <laughs> I've been in youth since the sixth grade, but she was also my Sunday school teacher for elementary school. So. Well, that explains a lot. So you've been yeah. hanging first out with... First and second. Yeah. yeah, first and second grade. Oh, my gracious. So you've been at Tate's... Have you been at Tate's Creek my your whole, whole life? life. Well, that's right, because isn't your grandfather the music minister? Director, yes. Music director. My dad was the music director at my church, and my mom played the piano. And if they ever had a fight on the way to church, she would play a different song than what you said. <laughs> That's great. I'm sure that never happens with your grandfather. So tell us just a little bit about you. You're what, 26? I'm 24. I feel like you're older than me. I'm 15. 15? Yes, ma'am. Wow. And Allie Kate, we have a whole other interview coming up with Allie Kate with some other stuff. So I don't want to spill the tea, as my girls say. Uh, it's supposed to be spill the beans, but they say spill the tea. So I'm going to, I'm going to hold all of those questions for later, but you've been under Ashley's influence. Is that what's kind of, has that messed you up or <laughs> a little bit of both? A little bit of both. <laughs> what is the most favorite thing that you've ever done that Ashley has organized with the youth group? Where have you gone? What have you done? The night of hope that was oh, a save a lot Would love ours. him. Yeah. Would love him. Love them. Definitely. That was this past December. I yeah. loved that. Yeah. It was probably oh. my, one of my favorite missions that we've ever done. Exactly. And there's a whole story there about a mitten and Merlanda. Right. Yeah, it sounds like a book title. It Merlanda does. and, and the, the mittens. mittens. Right. And the night of hope. Right. <laughs> so how many people do you have in your youth group? Normally for like Wednesday night, which are, which is our big youth night, we'll have anywhere between 20 and 35 okay, students. Okay. So we have a great listening audience here in Northeast Georgia. <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I went to your church, which is... Tate's Creek, 
Which what city are you actually acting like? It's got a Tacoa address, but we sit on the county line of. Yeah, all I'm saying is they sit out in the middle of nowhere, and when you first go there, you think somebody's kidnapping you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I remember when we first took the bus. I mean, if I'm lying, I'm dying. When we first go out there, you're like, oh, my gosh, where are where are we? Where are we going? And all of a sudden, there's this magnificent, magnanimous thing out in the middle of nowhere. And then you realize, oh, it's really not that far from Walmart. And it's really not. It's yeah. at the intersection of where Highway 105 inter- comes into Highway 184. Um, so all so of you listening in Africa, this is not going to make any sense yes, to you, but that's okay. But but locally, it makes sense yeah. to a lot of people. So we do draw from several counties because of our location. We're kind of out in the country, but we're centrally located to a few different places. Right. So. so I know you took on the role at Tate's Creek. So now you brought your kids to pack rice and beans, which tell everybody what that means and what we do and how that works. So um, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, we were packing rice and beans and little minerals and vitamins and things to send. um, Where does it go? To Haiti for the children and their families. And it was one bag feeds them for a week. Is that that the right ratio or something like that? Mm, A box. I think a box feeds them. Yeah. And so they put on their little hair nets and, and we got to work per our instructions from our drill sergeant, Linda. And I wasn't even there. (laughs) <laughs> you were too. I was there. <laughs> and so the kids just dove in and we had a little crew and yeah. away we went. That was a remarkable time. And you know, what's really interesting about that is that food, that's what the orphanages eat. And so you would think that, the, so we brought 30 children here. That's what you first saw mm-hmm. from the Haitian Orphan Children's Choir. 22 of those 30 children had the opportunity to stay here in America and then one of the things that they continuously asked for was, Mommy Linda, can you get us some Tipanu? Well, Tipanu doesn't translate into Creole, so I never could figure out what in the world they were talking about. But for whatever reason, that's what they called that rice and beans. And I remember reaching out to Feed the Hunger, uh, Melinda from Feed the Hunger in Burlington, North Carolina. And I was like, what in the world are y'all putting in there? That I mean, because can you imagine if you were in an orphanage and you left, you'd be like, the last thing I want to eat is what I ate at that stupid orphanage, yeah, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And yet they were requesting it. And so they put some kind of amazing seasoning in there that that seasoning, vitamins, minerals. um, It's really amazing. So it does end up being like an assembly line to Mm -hmm. do that. Were you at that event? I was. Yes, ma'am. That was my first event with Love Him, Love Them. Was Feed the Hunger. Yes. Okay. So did you guys participate at all in Thanksgiving? I did. Okay. Thanksgiving Day, I showed up at 530 and deboned chicken until I couldn't see I think straight. it was turkey, but who's, yes, who's counting? Turkey. Yes. <laughs> see, I don't even know. I was so delirious by the time it was over with, I didn't even know what I was doing. I just don't want what kind of bird it was. <laughs> Some bird and you would pull the foul. meat off of it. Right. Yeah. So whatever you're doing at 530 in the morning on Thanksgiving day, you can come yeah, and join can Ashley. Come Her hair would still be big at 530 in the morning. Um, and that was when we fed, I think this past year, we fed 5,000 5, yeah. homeless, hopeless, and homebound individuals on Thanksgiving. So you can come debone turkey. You can uh, plate plates. You can hand, we hand out laundry detergent, blankets. It's an amazing ministry. And we'll, did, did you feel like it was a different Thanksgiving for oh, you? Oh, I thought it was wonderful. And we are originally from Louisiana and we don't really have any actual blood relatives here oh. i have a huge church family but it's just my husband and i and so we really usually don't even do anything on thanksgiving wow. because like why am i going to cook this giant meal for just Amen. me and him you know i'm just like why so um i just thought it was a great time for 
for me to do something on that day that was that was more meaningful than what I would usually do, which was like sit at home and watch the parade or something. Oh right. boy. Um, so when I got done, y'all needed some drivers. Yes, we do. And so I finished with my little chores, and there were several plates going to Tacoa to people. Yes. And so I loaded up my car people. with fifty-seven <laughs> plates. And we gave a dozen eggs per plate. So my car was full, top to bottom, with eggs and plates and blankets. And so I went and drove all over Stevens County handing those out, you know, for lunch that day. And it was just really... It was really heartwarming to see like the people when when you would get there because some people had like six or eight plates because their whole family was coming. But without that, they didn't have a Thanksgiving dinner to feed them. And it was just so touching to watch the kids run out and be like, wow, you know, and, and they're like, what are we going to do with all these eggs? And I'm like, y'all can have Easter early, but have a hunt, you know, something <laughs> egg salad sandwiches for everybody. But yeah. it, it was really, it really brings it to light when you see in your own backyard, right. how many people are in need and are struggling. And it, it does make you a more grateful person for what you have. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where the joy comes from. So, you know, we got so many people, especially teenagers today. I'm full of anxiety. I'm so depressed. I'm suicidal. I don't even know what gender I am. And yet God has told us and given us opportunities that when we serve others, that's where our joy comes from. It's such an easy little pivot to make. Uh, that will completely change the whole trajectory of your life. So I'm going to let you share now. We might, I might ask you some of these same questions again, but tell us a little bit about how and why you got involved with the Night of Hope. I mean, why? Why? Because that's Christmas time, and right. we're busy shopping, and you know, it's the Thursday before Christmas. How did you even have time to do that? Well, I actually originally didn't have time. Um, <laughs> I really wanted to go. Nobody in my our youth group could go because it was Thursday night, and we had extracurricular stuff. And my practice for cheerleading actually ended up getting canceled that night. Hmm. So I called Ashley at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I was like, are you still going? And she was like, yeah, I'm still going, but it's just me. And I was like, can I go with you? And so she came and picked me up, and we went to the Save-A-Lot. And that's really how I got to go. So hold on just a second, because there might be people that are like, Night of Hope, what does that mean? What are y'all doing? do Do you know what the actual event is? Can you explain it? Well, it was like for the kids who had parent one or more parents incarcerated, right. so which means they were in jail. Right. And the kids got to come and like our church, Tate's Creek, sponsored a kid and I actually got to partake in like picking out the gifts and stuff that were handed out to wow. the little girl at the Night of Hope. Wow. And wow. um before that I my job was plating food. Mm-hmm. So I plated the food and got to fellowship. Evan Oglesby was there. Oh, yeah. The, and that, what the, is he, a football, the football player. player. Yeah. Right, and yeah. he signed all the footballs for the little kids. They were standing in line. And we had to go they buy more footballs. Yes. <laughs> we had to go to Dollar General or Dollar Tree or something and buy more. Which I think we even bought basketballs. Yeah, because really they were out of footballs. Yeah, yeah. Right here. Evan, we couldn't you know even find like, Nerf sold, ones. Like, Walmart, yeah, Walmart sold out. We had to buy the Nerf ones. Like, Yeah, we'll have to make that a little bit different yeah. if he comes we, back this year. We started think, out with real ones, and then it just... Right. <laughs> It yeah. was overwhelming. Is a football player allowed to sign a basketball? That's another question. Whatever. So he was there. I think also some of the Real Housewives House, of Atlanta right. were there. Did they you were. Know? Yes, I Moneta did. Monetta Shaw, I think is her name. And they were from like your hometown, right? Ashley in Louisiana. Or that was um, the the dog. Um, who oh, was the dog who was there? Polo. 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 Yes, he was from 
Louisiana, which is where I'm originally from, from like oh. 20 miles from where I grew Stop up. So it. yeah, yeah. Polo shares love. Polo or shares love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's his Instagram. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all these celebrities showed up. Celebrities, <laughs> and of course we had Allie Kay, who was also the celebrity. So what was the most powerful and memorable moment that you had at the Night of Hope? And how did that change your Christmas? It was definitely after the fact. Uh, <laughs> there was a homeless guy sleeping outside of Save-A-Lot, and he heard all the commotion. And so he came in during, like, right as the message, like, the gospel was being shared at the very end. And right after that, he professed his faith in Jesus Christ. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. And yes. yes. I didn't know that part. And so at the very end, while we were all cleaning up, we were sleeping the floor and stuff. And we had all this extra food. And so me and Ashley and Merlanda went down. They was laying on the street. Merlanda is one of the girls from the orphanage in Haiti who is here now and serving others So, so with Allie Kay. Yes. So me and Merlanda and Ashley 13 and a 15-year-old. walked down to, wow. uh, his name was Kevin. Oh, wow. And we gave him the food that was left over. And then we gave him some cookies and stuff. And Ashley started sharing the gospel with him, just asking him about his life. Um, he was homeless, didn't have anywhere to go. So he slept under the little carport part of Save-A-Lot. Right. And he's, we brought him some blankets and he was freezing. And he said, he asked us, do we have any gloves? And Marlonda, like without even thinking, like ripped her gloves off and gave them to him. Like was like, here, you she can have these. She actually started putting them on his like, hands. She put, him, they, she put them on, their, on his hands, like slid the finger parts down on his fingers, just right. helping him. And like he started crying. And it was like the craziest thing because Merlanda knows what it's like to not have anything. Right. Like she didn't even care. Like she was like, you need this more than I do. Right. But like I shared this story at my church and it was Merlanda came from nothing, got something and gave it away. Wow. And that is our job as Christians. We came from nothing. Right. Got something, which is Jesus. And it's our job to give it away. Wow. I told you. I don't even know what to say now. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to top that. So just out of curiosity, are you planning on coming to the Night of Hope? Of course, <laughs> definitely. I wouldn't miss it for anything. Yeah, so I just booked the... Yeah, the only thing is, now I'm kind of questioning because I just changed the location. Uh, I'm kind of ashamed to say this. <laughs> to a nicer place because I was a little bit worried about some of our people. But I don't think at the nicer place there's going to be homeless people there. So I may need to talk to the Holy Spirit and see if we need to change the place now. But you know, wherever it is, yeah. whoever's supposed to be there will. Bit, yeah. Right. And that's why we bumped into Kevin. Yeah. And actually the Amazing next story. Yeah, Ashley went back day, and saw him the next day. I went day. back to go check on him. Of course um, you did. And I, I got just some canned non-perishable stuff and right. took and... He was telling us that the Gideons who were at Night of Hope had given him a Bible. And he said, but I can't see it. He said, I can't read it. And I said, can you read? And he said, yes, but I can't see it. I said, okay, no problem. So I said, I'll get you some glasses. So I went and got him just some reading glasses, a couple of different strengths because I didn't know. And went back and sure enough, he was in the same spot. And um, so I went and I just sat on the sidewalk with him and Gave him the glasses and gave him the food and stuff and talked to him a little bit more and found out that I actually knew his brother. Oh, my gosh. Is there anybody that Ashley doesn't know? <laughs> and so I told him, I said, well, you know, it, it was supposed to be like down in below freezing that night. Yeah. 
And I said, you know, what are you going to do? And he was like, I don't, I don't know. And he had a friend there with him that, you know, they kind of buddy up and I said, okay, you know, let me, let me just make some phone calls and see if there's anything that I can do. And yeah. so I, I tracked down his brother's phone So hold phone on number. just a second. Like you don't run a homeless shelter. No. You're not in the homeless no. ministry. No, 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 no. And yet no. you went back and were the hands and feet of Jesus to someone that you met at Save-A-Lot. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I got it right. Yeah. Okay. I just, I couldn't, I wanted to make sure that now that he had the word, yeah. he could read it. Amen. Because nothing else I could do for him would do would make a difference. That's right. Yeah, because you can give him a glove, you can give him ten dollars, but if you don't give him Jesus, it doesn't matter. It's pointless. Right. It's pointless. pointless. That's right. And so, for everything that we had done for him, the most important thing was getting him those glasses so he could actually see it to read right. it, right. and making sure that in a different setting the next day, things have calmed down. That he still understood. Yeah you know, what, what kind of gift he got. Right. So you um, got in touch with his brother or you I tracked down his brother oh, and called Ashley. his brother. I didn't know this part. Yeah. Um, it turns out his brother did some work for my boss. And so I called my boss and I was like, I need his number. So I called his brother and his brother was like, yeah, you know, he, he's got some issues, but I'll, I'll come and check on him. And so I think Mr. Kevin had some, some problems that, alienated him from parts of his family at times in his life. Um, But his brother assured me that he was going to go and check on him. And I went the next day and he was not there. And so I feel like his brother probably came and got him. Now, don't know. I haven't seen Kevin since. I I do drive through there occasionally um, just because I want to check on him. I want to see how he's doing, you know. Um, But isn't that amazing? That is what the hands and feet of Jesus are. And say that thing that you said again. I came from nothing. Got something and gave it away. Got something and gave it away. What if, I mean, that's loving him and loving them. Yeah, right. What if every Christian would allow God to open up the eyes of their heart and do that in every situation right. and circumstance they're in? The world would not be the way it is today. Exactly. Right? So um, that is, I, I, I never heard, <laughs> I, I wonder how many other stories that I don't know about that, that we get the end of the story that God uses uh, the events that love him, love them have as a, as a jump off point. So are you planning on bringing the, anybody else from the youth group tonight of hope this year or will it just be Ashley? That's Allie Kay, but yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm so messed up now from the story. I don't even know who I am. But yeah, Yeah. um, I kind of am the, the court jester of the youth group. I do all the fun, crazy things like Uh making the giant messes and the crazy games. And just because I'm that way and I don't have any children, so I can afford to do that because then I just send them home crazy and I go looking. You're my hero. I'm looking forward to that day. Yeah. (laughs) So I just send all these little wild children home to their parents. Um, But I do try to coordinate, you know, special events where they can go out and, and be the hands and feet because you can hear stories but until you experience that and yeah. and watch God work in those situations, yeah, I don't think Allie Kay will ever be the same. No, oh, no, definitely it, not. It, it changed my entire outlook on life in general. Like, yeah, yeah, right. So just take a second, and what would your message be? I know he said don't talk to the audience, but I want you to talk to the audience. <laughs> I want you to. Well, I mean, it's fifteen-year-olds in the world today that are cutting off their body parts, right. completely changing their identity that are cutting themselves, that are suicidal, that are full of depression and anxiety, what would you say? You're living in the same world they are. Right. What would your advice be? I mean, 
how do you get out of that funk and into the joy of the Lord? Well, the way I see it, it's just like the people that, I mean, that aren't the same as me, they're searching for something, but they don't know what they're searching for. So they turn to all these other things and just turn to Jesus. Right. Like, it's... What if they, a lot of times I hear kids say, well, I did try that. I tried that. I tried that. What is the difference in trying it and it actually oh, of working. course. I mean, I've grown up in church my whole life. Yeah. Like I've been there, I've heard the sermons. I've, I mean, I've sat there and nothing really clicked for me until I like witnessed it. Like I'm a visual learner. Okay. So like it really was like the night of hope and the love him, love the like things that I do with the love him, love them, like watching God work in yeah. things. Like when we did the backpacks, they were like short 50 backpacks. And then when they got to their destination, they weren't short 50 backpacks anymore. Because <laughs> if he like, can multiply fish and bread, right. apparently he can multiply backpacks. Exactly. And we found out after the fact that it was our backpacks was that our we had packed. Yeah. <laughs> and they got to this school that wasn't on the list and they were mm. going to be short and not have enough. And these are kids in Appalachia that don't have food when school's not going on, you know, right. and don't have socks and don't have clothes. And so the, the guy who took them, he said he had already counted them right. and they needed 150 and they only had like 99. Right. And they get out at the school and they tell the principal Sorry. that we're not going to have enough, but we'll just go as far as they will go. And they had exactly enough right. for every student there. Miracles. Miracles. Right. Absolute miracles. miracles. And I think when I told the kids that they were a part of that, it really opened their eyes to sometimes we feel like our work is insignificant. Right. I mean, we were just packing backpacks. I mean, yeah. we didn't even buy this stuff. Like people <laughs> donated this stuff and we were just putting it in the bags. Like we weren't thinking about it. I mean, we were probably goofing off in the youth room. Y'all were. I mean, just <laughs> doing stuff. I mean, not even thinking about the, the impact, like, the impact that, that it's going to have on somebody's life. Plus, but now, what's a stupid backpack? I mean, you probably right. have six at home. Right. right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I just got one this week. And a, and of, a backpack but, that had like ravioli and ramen noodles in right. it too. You know, I mean, they were totally not like, wanting to get that like the stuff I would not like not my steak dinner that I would prefer <laughs> you know yeah so when you hear that God has used you and the efforts that you've put in to impact and change someone's life right. it's just like a joy that nobody like yeah. I've never felt before it's like fills that void that you like because everybody has I, I believe that everybody has a void in their heart that only Jesus can fill so people will search this world trying to find whatever they whatever they can for temporary whether it's drugs or alcohol or significant others or whatever they need or they feel like they need, but really all they need is Jesus. Exactly. So it's a high like no other high. Right. Because you get it from the most high. Right. And so when the most high gives you that high, that's when that void is filled. So you're exactly right. We are all created with a hole in our heart. Jesus made us that way because he wanted us to crave him. Right. And when we don't crave him and we crave something else, uh, it lasts temporarily. I mean, sin is fun, but it doesn't permanently fill us. Right. Well, and the crash after is misery. Yeah, that's true. And, and Satan sits back and laughs. And once you <laughs> exactly. have, and but once you have that peace and joy that only God can give. There's, there's nothing. I've been through some tragedies in my life, but there's, there's literally nothing that takes that joy away. Mm-hmm. I'm sad in a moment. I'm anxious in a moment. I'm, you know, worried in a moment. Mm-hmm. But it's a moment that goes away very quickly mm-hmm. because that overriding joy of the Lord is, you know, I've got you. Right. 
it's all going to work out. It's Amen. all going to be okay. And the joy of the Lord <laughs> does not depend on our circumstances exactly. or on the material things we have or we don't have. Right. That's why if your house burns when your house down, burns you lose down. everything, you can still have the joy of the Lord. Yes. When no matter what the circumstance is, we are able to do that. It has been so much fun talking to y'all, but our time just flew by so fast. I know. We so could do We hours. could do this for two hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if we had a cup of coffee, it would be even worse. So, <laughs> Alec, hey, you are inspiring. And I know that you've not only inspired inspired me, but you've inspired others. And so my, my, my prayer today is that there's another 15 year old out there that looks in and sees you and says, I want to, I want what she's got, right? I want what she's got. And Look, I'm an adult and I, I, I mean, she inspires me. <laughs> yeah, so you're the one that gave it to her. So yeah. just saying, you gave her that from uh, first and second grade. So if you're here today and you've got a 15 year old daughter, I just want you to see what the joy of the Lord can do and how, how God can change you. And if you're a mom and you need to get your kids, or if you're a youth pastor and you need to get your kids involved with activities, Love Him, Love Them has those. Don't forget, go to our website at lovehimlovethem.org. Be sure you reach out to us and get your kids involved. 